Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, a podcast all about, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I will be interviewing artists and exploring the genre I love. My hope is that you will begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. All right, let's get into it. All right. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with uh, another up and rising star of hip hop, the one and only King Solomon. So that's, to be honest, that's one of my favorite names that, that we've had on the yeah, show. Yeah. Just just there's nothing like the King coming to the podcast. That's I just love that, that feel, that catchphrase. But um, if you haven't checked out his stuff, definitely check it out on Spotify. Uh, he's hailing from Miami, but born in New York, actually. So you've you've got a little bit of the 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 Miami vibe, but you've got the roots in New York. You recently released uh, a track, uh, Take Out the Trash. You've got an, a mixtape as well that you released in 2019. So definitely plenty of music uh, for your fans to check out. Yeah, 100%. And thanks so much for having me out there, everyone who's listening right now. Yo! <laughs> nah, I appreciate everyone tuning in. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a hell of an introduction, my man. Uh, you know, right now, I just released my single, Take Out the Trash. So everything and all my attention is going towards that, just trying to put it everywhere. I mean, uh, you know, it just released yesterday. And we're really out here just trying to push it, just trying to get it on all the radio stations and you know just get it out there man i mean people gotta take out the trash that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> as, <laughs> as serious as that but uh yeah no i appreciate you having me on the show man and uh you know hopefully i could uh bless it up with a little bit of my flavor and do what we gotta do you know oh i'm sure you definitely will but i was actually gonna say the the single has a lot of hits already on spotify like i already saw in terms of the track listings it actually lists quite well so um you're you're already seeing the the kind of rise so have how have you felt your career like jump because i know that it's kind of been a long journey for you up till this point yeah i mean like you know being an independent artist is definitely way more difficult than being signed to like a label you know like a lot more hours need to be dedicated to your craft a lot more work needs to be done in order to like really have solid results and like see like all of your work and like all the overtime payoff i mean i definitely 100 percent, you know see the growth and uh i feel like a lot of my close friends and a lot of my fans and you know, just anybody who listens to my music, they could tell that this song, I, I have like a new sound, a, a different style, like I'm more in the zone. And you could you could just see the growth if you listen to like my first song, like Wish Me Well, and then you listen to my album, NYC to MIA, and then you listen to Take Out the Trash. Like you could just see that, you know, I'm getting more, more smooth with it and just like the better... Uh, cadence I would say on the track and just like how I'm coming at it I mean it, it's definitely been a long road I'm not gonna lie man uh, but the truth is is that I want to get better like I don't even think I'm at a point right now where I'm satisfied with how I'm like rapping and rhyming I mean every day is just another opportunity to get you know better at the craft and honestly right now I'm just like really trying to get you know the best 
results out of myself and just like reach my full potential because you know the growth has been nice I've been doing this for about three years now but I still need to go more you know but to answer the question like a hundred percent listening to take out the trash I see the growth from like when I first started so I get so that, that leaves me with a couple of questions because the the thing that I've noticed and the more I speak to artists is like everyone has that inner critic so how did you get over that to release your first track? I never think that when someone releases their first song, they think that they're the greatest. They're just like, well, I've got to start somewhere. How do you get over that to be like, let's put this out there and see how it goes? So like from my experience, like when I put out the first track, it was definitely a little bit easier because I was working with my like childhood friends, basically like my friend Paulie that like I've known since I was maybe like 10 years old. And then my, my boy Tariq that produced the whole album NYC to MIA. And I met him in high school and he, and they were both really instrumental because what happened is that I used to meet up with them and we would just make music for fun. Like I've been freestyling and just like, you know, spin bars for like seven years, but like, I really wasn't public with it. So like you said, like, how did I get to that point? Well, I was just making music for fun. And then we one day had a song that we really thought it could like be taken seriously if we want to drop it. So we just got interested in like the music business and like how to drop songs. And we just started taking ourselves more seriously. And then we made it happen. I called up my boys I'm because at the time I was living in Miami. I called them up. And I was like, yo, guys, do you want to come down here and make some music? Like, I just wrote some really good bars and like I have songs, you know, I just need beats. And like Tariq and Paulie both came down like next week and we just started making tracks. And one of them turned out great, wished me well. And we went to go shoot the music video like the same day. Actually, what happened is that we made Wish Me Well and then we were going on the boat. And we were actually late. We were late. Like the boat was taken off at 11 a.m. And we got there at 1130. And we were late because we woke up at like 830 in the morning. And Tariq was just like, yo, listen to this beat. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is it. Like, OK, let's record this song right now. I didn't care about anything else. And then we played it all the way in the car. We played it on the boat. When we were on the boat, we stopped and docked at my friend's mansion. We played it there and everyone was just bumping with it. And I just knew I was like, this is it. This is going to be the first single. And then they just helped me build up the confidence. And uh, I would say that's really the most key part is just like having the confidence in yourself. Like, OK, I got a song that I could really do something with and then just take that leap of faith, because even though all my friends at the time, were very hype and they were bumping the track like it's still a leap of faith because you don't know if it's going to be picked up if it's going to be successful you just got to do it honestly and then just don't uh, <laughs> you know don't get scared or nervous about what exactly the future is going to be just drop the track and have confidence in yourself yeah it's weird because i like when you say something like that I kind of understand where you're coming from, not in the music sense, but with the podcast sense. And whenever I, whenever people give feedback to me, I'm always paranoid that they're giving feedback to me because they're, we're face-to-face 
And I'm always paranoid that they're just saying it's good because like we're having a conversation and they're like, and they're my friends or they're people I know. So there's always that back end where I'm like, I actually don't listen to good feedback anymore because I'm like, you know me. So that part of it is like, I want to keep getting better. So I actually don't want to hear that oh, this is a great podcast or I listen to it and I listen to it all the time. I'm like, I'm trying to shut that out. And that's like a difficult step to overcome. Like I'm always looking to why I need to get better or why the the things that I've released aren't good enough. And that's like what I need. Otherwise I'll just get lazy and complacent. <laughs> You're like, I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah. Once, once, I'm, once everyone's like, oh, it's fantastic. I'm like, I don't need to get better anymore. But then someone's like, you know, you could do this better. I'm like, yeah, I could. I actually could do that better. And it's like yeah. that, that drive. Yeah, it's I like, feel like, yeah, no, nah, there's a lot of people that have like good criticism. And there's also a lot that have bad criticism. I feel like in the beginning, when you're starting up, like you're not going to really know how to like tell the two apart. So like, you just got to listen to like some people that you really trust. And then over time, like you start to like get the the right critics for the right reasons. And like, you know, I agree with you, bro. Like, sometimes you need somebody who's going to be just, like, real to the point and just criticize you, like, all the time. Because, like, you know, let's say that per- that person criticizes everything that you do and then, like, you give him a song and then, like, he doesn't criticize it at, at all. You You know that that song is special because this man is used to hating and talking shit and just giving you so many little details and then... You know, it's not bad that he's doing that. Like, good any criticism is good criticism. But like, if he doesn't say anything for a track that you gave him or a music video, you know that like, you know, you really did something right there. And also at the same time, you need people that are gonna say it's good because like you want to get hype off of your stuff. You know, even even if like that's not what you're looking for, like I get where you're coming from. You don't want to have every single person say oh it's good it's fire like this is the best thing bro you're killing it because it's like you want that hardcore truth i feel like you gotta over time with experience get a circle of people that you trust and then you send them whatever you got your podcast your music a music video or like an interview that you did or something like that and they'll give you good looks but i definitely understand where you're coming from i feel like I go through that too sometimes, man, the same shit. Yeah, I think it's it's a balance. It's like, are they criticizing the the things that you do or are they actually having a go? Like I can tell the difference between constructive feedback and like just being like, oh, that sucks. Like that stuff I also don't pay attention to. Like if you're just going to hate on it, I'm just going to be like, well, you know, unless you're going to give me something to improve on, then I'm just going to keep paving my way. It's the same thing. And it's more, yeah, you trust the people around you and trust the, the feedback. The rest of it is just noise and you've got to keep to that vision rather than just exactly. you know hearing the randoms or just hearing you know the people that you meet and they tell you what you want to hear or whatever it is. So it's about learning what feedback to take on and what feedback to just leave. Exactly. And, like, and, and that's where confidence comes into play too because if you have confidence in yourself, then you're going to listen to yourself and that's how you're going to grow. I mean, especially for like my songs, like the music that I'm making right now at this point, like I've learned to just really buckle down and like stay true to my beliefs and like what I feel I should be doing with the music 
and not necessarily listen to people who just enjoy mainstream music because I want to put out a body of work soon. I want to put out an EP, an album. I want to continue to release singles. I want to continue to grow, but do it in the way where I'm doing it because this is the style that I'm happy with, not because somebody gave me a piece of criticism and I'm going to follow that and change up the whole flow because like, it's good to have somebody critique something. And then, you know, I had a show actually recently I performed with L jam here in uh, Doral, Miami. They're like really cool. Like guys, most of them in the band are like Grammy award winners and like they're super talented. Like they have this show called L jam and the band name is actually Los wizards and they're really, really popular. Like uh, I see them all the time. I bump into them re like regularly here in Miami because they get a lot of gigs. I get some gigs too. And we just see each other. One time I performed with them and it was one of my best performances I ever did. Like I did a sick freestyle. I performed hands of time live with a live band, which was a fan favorite and everyone enjoyed it. It was a brand new experience. And like, I got so much feedback from my, my followers, my fans, my close people, they all said great things. And then one person was like, I could tell you were running out of breath on stage. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's, that's an accurate statement. Like, I was running out of breath a little bit. Not like, yo, out of 100 people, one person noticed that, you know? So, like, it's not like it's a huge problem, but just because of that one person saying that, it gave me a glimpse like, okay, you know what? If someone could tell that I'm out of breath, I need to work on my, uh, you know, not stage presence, but like my mannerism because I don't want people to know that like I'm getting tired because at the end of the day, it was one of my best performances. Not everyone could tell that I was running out of breath because it only happened one time for the whole performance. It happened one time, but this, but this dude who's like my really close friend, he, he was like, yo, listen, you got to check this out. And I took his advice. And now I know how to like, you know, not to conserve myself, my stamina and my endurance, but I didn't let it take over and control my whole approach to music. Like now, every time I go to a show, I'm going to be like, I can't run out of breath. Like, nah, bro. Like, I <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. If I run out of breath, I run out of breath. I'm still going to continue my show. But I'm just going to take that criticism and say, you know what, maybe try something different that will help you like a new technique for breathing that will help you with live performances. But like, it's not going to ruin the life, my life, you know? Yeah, I think it's about the one percenters. It's like try to get one percent better every day. That's like yeah. the, the yeah. easiest like mantra. It's like the smallest amount. But over a year, that's a lot of improvement. And it's just those small little things like, you know, the good feedback is fantastic, but you want those little one percenters because you're like, all right, if I did do this, then I clean it up a bit more. And then I do this and it cleans up even more and more and more. And you just, that's part of it. Adds up, creative. It all adds up. Yeah. It gets better. And then you can turn around and go and like you're doing literally right now, you can already tell the difference between your first single and your most recent single. And you can see yeah. the difference. It's because that drive to keep better, keep getting better there are some people who are always just like i'm the best and they never change what they're doing but you got to keep getting better that's why the greats are the greats no 100 man and like 
you need to study the greats in, in order to like you know get great otherwise you're just going to hit a, hit a peak and not work anymore you know like uh for instance real quick you know with rebel relations my publicist company like they have other artists like they, they're 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 mainly focused on getting independent artists in the spotlight and they do a really great job that's why i've been working with them for the past like since i started my music career for like the past like two and a half years and they've done right by me all the time they're great and they have other artists on their roster that are independent artists and i've seen like a lot of people you know this is just one specific group just drop out and not you know pursue music anymore after they release maybe like one or two singles and i started to realize that it's not just like that group it's like all over you know everyone wants to like do music it's so sought after people want to express themselves and show their talent and like it's easy to get lost in the sauce and just like release a, a track or two and then you're just that's it you don't have any motivation anymore like you really need to stay on the grind and you need to stay active and you need to have need to have a balance you need to have fun but you also need to know how to make money off it at the end of the day because just doing it for fun will never establish you, you know, in the industry or in the music business. You need to be able to take it to the next level. So I think it's important that, you know, you have the right direction and you surround yourself with the right people and you study the greats and you take in all the knowledge and like, you know, try your best to, not make mistakes off of people's experience and your own experience, because like, it, it's really easy to not have motivation to make music. It, it's too easy almost. It's because it's way harder. Like the making music is almost the easiest part. Like, you know, when you're, when you're making music, when you're in the studio, when you're on stage, when you're performing, that's the cool part. But when you're sitting at home, when you're figuring out, all right, this is my my plan, when you're listening to shit beat after shit beat after shit beat, and you're like, I can't get in the zone, that's the difficult part when you've got to figure out your strategy to market yourself, when you're like doing all these videos and you're doing all these visuals and you're exactly. like, that's the hard part. It's the same for the podcast. I, this is the easy part to me. People are like, how do you talk to people? And I'm like, I've always been a talker. So this is the easy part. The hard part is everything else. The editing, yeah, the listening, yeah. the self-criticism, all of that. And if you struggle with that, you're always going to struggle. But it's important to understand that that comes with the success. If you, you can't hide from the hard work. Yeah, exactly. And that hard work is what really, you know, drives you, gives you material in the raps too, you know, I mean, if everything was easy and, and shit like that, like I feel like I would have no material to rap about at all because it's like, even though some areas of my life might be good and great right now, like there's other areas that aren't. And then like over time they switch roles and you need to use that material in your raps in order to like push it forward. You know what I'm saying? Because like at the end of the day, you only have to talk about what you go through. And if if life doesn't have hard times, I mean, it's going to be very repetitive. You're not going to make music that has like real substance that people will be able to gravitate towards to because you need to be relatable to people. You know, I feel like the easiest way to relate is like through the problems you go through 
more so than like the celebration, even though they're both part of life. I just feel like, especially these days and like, you know, with the whole quarantine and everything that went down and the whole pandemic still that we're in, like, I feel like just negativity is just like something that people grasp onto a lot more. And like, I'm trying to get away from that. Uh, I was making music that was like very negative. Now I'm trying to make music that's like more uplifting and stuff like that. But like, it's a part of life, you know? So as, as the experiences, as the emotions come through, like, I just make music that reflect what I've been going through. Well, I, I spoke to someone, I forget their name. It was in one of the podcasts and they said that that your fans are either are you or they want to be like you. And that directly links to if they understand what you're going through, they're going to gravitate to your music because they're like, oh, he gets me or she gets me or, or they get me. That, exactly. and, and that's part of, and I, and it's really important and, I think that's what you're going through is trying to stay as true to yourself as possible because that's what fans like. They like honesty. They're not a fan of the lie. hundred percent, man. Like, yo, I, like, I, listen, man, everything that I rap about 100% I've been through happened to me or happened to like one of my close friends that like, you know, I felt like I was a part of it. Like he got me involved with it. Like I just try to keep it as authentic as possible. Like you say, and sometimes, you know, it's not easy for like fans because you're not going to blow up and get a lot of fans when you keep it real and authentic. That's just the truth, you know, because people want that mainstream, that flashy stuff. If you keep it a little bit too real, it kind of like drives people away. But like my my fans and my people who really listen to the music, like I know at the end of the day, like there are people exactly like me that like don't really like to put up with the bullshit and they like to keep it real. And they don't want to sugarcoat anything. They just want to be straightforward. And that's who I want listening to my music. I want people that get me or, like, understand where I'm coming from. Like, obviously, every single day I put my music in front of thousands of people, like, even some days, millions of people. And I just really hope that whoever connects with the music continues to follow me because, in the long run, I'm going to help you get through stuff, you know, by listening to the music, you know, some of it may just be a happy party song, turn up in the club, but other songs will be full of meaning and they'll be able to help you get through struggles in life. And there's so much content in, in the music itself that like, I could talk about it for hours, you know, to, but to really give you like a nice answer, like the goal is, for my music to just give somebody out there, anyone listening, knowledge that they can learn and better themselves with and just become successful with, you know, and, and make, make if I can make a couple of songs that are just timeless, like one of them for sure is Hands of Time, that, that song without a doubt is going to like, you know, be attached to my name for, you know, a long time, man, a long time. It became a fan favorite right away. It was not a rap song. It was something totally different that I was just feeling at the time. And, like, even though my fans know that I'm about rapping, I'm about bringing, like, that East Coast style with a little bit of the Southern attitude. Like, they know that Hands of Time was special, and I feel like that's why they connected with it more. And when I get, like, a response like that from the song, it makes me want to continue to experiment with my sound and just, like, go in different areas because... 
that's that's what's going to keep the fans around when you experiment in front of them and when you show them like what's really happening like i just didn't come out on instagram and just show people like yo bro like i'm i'm successful i made it like this or like that no i want people to see like everything that happens throughout the process of being an artist so you know somebody who's trying to be an artist could see the road ahead and and see and say to themselves yo do i want to do this or somebody just a fan could see every single part the struggle from starting at nothing like in terms of like connections and music all the way up to what it is now yeah i think that's a really good goal to have and the benefit of that as well is that your passion doesn't have to be music to learn the lessons of the the struggle of going through the hardship you can have any career that you want it can be absolutely anything any struggle and you can know that there is a pathway to success and you can apply the lessons that have been laid out because of the music it's applicable to any career it's not just one so and and also i don't mean to interrupt but i just want to say like the struggle doesn't always have to be money like i feel like so many people think it's related to money like the struggle could be anything in life. It doesn't have to be related to money. Yeah, I think that's an important point that everybody goes through something. It is There is always something there, whether it's relationship-based, whether it's family-based, whether it's financial. And it can be many of those things, but you're 100% right that it is not just financial. The, the money part plays a role, but it is not the only struggle that you can go you know? to. Yeah, it could, it could, it could even be... Yo, as corny or as crazy as like you, you like the morning traffic when you're driving to work or something like that. Like, yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be anything, but just being in that right mindset and just knowing that you need to focus on what is really important to what you're trying to get out of life, I think that's the main thing, you know. I, I try I try and just stay on point with whatever music I'm putting out and just know that like whatever I'm giving to the public is like the best of what I got. That's awesome, man. Well, I was going to ask as well, how did you get into hip hop? Like you, you obviously grew up in New York, you're now in Miami, but what was that journey of hip hop is a passion and a love that you found? Yeah, man. I mean, to pinpoint it is like so hard. I feel like I always tell people like, you know, 50 cents, get Richard that trying was the first album I listened to. And, like, that instantly just got me hyped because 50 was just different. Like, that album, that album was crazy. I feel like at that time, nobody was on his level. To be honest, that was the same for me. Same album. First hip-hop album I ever listened to. Like, like it was just, like, like Many Men, yo, that song is ridiculous, you know? Like, all of them, man, all of them. I I feel like that whole album, every song's a hit. But, like, that, that definitely got me interested in hip-hop and then like as i got older i started like going more into the roots like i started like researching and looking at dj cool herc and africa bambada because i lived in brooklyn so like i wanted to like i'm right there you know it's like it it, like hip-hop basically got like modern day hip-hop basically got started right there in new york in, in the bronx so like i researched it a lot and i checked out everything and then I started to pay attention to like the graffiti and to like all the break dancers. I would be going to Coney Island in the summer 
and like people would just throw on beats. I was a little kid, I was young, and people would just throw on beats and stuff, break dancing. And I'd be with my mom, and like we would just be there to watch the fireworks. And I was just focused all the time on the b-boys breakdancing and like i feel like just every part of it just growing up in brooklyn definitely impacted me and like it just made like that's it like all i did was listen to like hip-hop and like then as i got into high school like i was playing drums so i started listening to like classic rock and then i just started listening to classical music jazz music like, you know, Latin music, salsa, just like expanding my mind more and more. And then I feel like what really got me on the path of like realizing that I wanted to be, well, first off, I was always freestyling in my car or in somebody's whip. And, you know, my boys would just put on a CD or, or free, like a, an instrumental and, we would just be there. It would usually be me and my boys. Uh, like Josh was one of them. Like my friend, my friend uh, Josh, he goes by 40 on him. He's on the track, take out the trash. And me and him, like we used to freestyle together in my boy Igor's whip, like probably six years ago, you know, before we even knew we were going to do a song together. And like I would do it with like my other boys too. You know, like whoever was about rapping, like I would be my my friend Timmy and like a bunch of them, and we would just rap all the time, and it was not it was nothing. It was just having fun. And then, like I said earlier, when me when me and Tariq and Paulie linked up, we started getting serious. So in between that time, like I was just going through a move from Brooklyn to Miami. And I needed something to just take my mind off of being homesick and being away and in a new environment. So I just started freestyling like by myself, nonstop writing lyrics. And I started to feel like, you know, I could really get better with this because I was just flowing and I was calling up my boy Paulie and I was like, listen to this real quick. Tell me what you think. Give me some tips like what's happening and I would just put on beats like I would put on like ASAP Rocky beats and just start freestyling just writing down lyrics and like not even recording it just like rapping to my boys and then I was like you know what I want to start taking this a little bit more serious and learning how the recording process works and then I started going to my friend Tariq's house he lives in Canarsie I went there recorded a bunch of tracks didn't really do anything with them. We just listened to them. We just bumped. And then we did like an honest, you know, analysis of everything that we did. And we were like, all right, you know what? Like we got something here, but like, I, I didn't think it was ready to be put out to the world. I thought that I needed to get better. You know, I thought the beat production could get a little bit better too. Like we could push ourselves a little bit more. So we made a couple of songs. And then I went back to Miami to go back home for a little bit. And I met up with my boy Connor down here, who's been making music for a while. He never released anything public, but he's been making bangers. Like, it's crazy in my mind. I could go a whole day. I don't even understand why he chooses not to release his music because it's so fire. It, it why really do you think is it is? Cool. Why do you think he doesn't? Why, do you, like, you've known him for a while. In- I'll, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. I promise I'll get into that after I finish the story. <laughs> right. 
like I promise. So like I met up with him. We started making music and recording music. And I realized, okay, I'm getting better. So I sent Tariq like one of my songs that's actually on SoundCloud. I still left it on SoundCloud just for history. If you go to my SoundCloud page, King Solomon, make sure you spell it S-O-L-O-M-A-N because everyone spells it M-O-N. Anyway, my first song I ever uploaded, you could hear that track. I did it with Connor. And that was the first track that I realized I need to start putting out music. So then after that track, Tariq and Paulie came down here and then we made Wish Me Well. And then, you know, we got it popping. And, uh, you know, to just give you also a little bit more answer to the original question, which was like the hip hop and how that got involved. I would say like a lot of big influences that I listened were Jay-Z, Nas, 50, obviously, J. Cole. And then when I came down south, I loved listening to um, Slip and Slide Records, like with Trina, all of them. Uh, like even, even LMFAO, when I first came to, uh, like uh, for vacation in Miami, they even got me put on. Obviously, DJ Khaled. Like, I knew about him when he did We Taken Over. And I think Akon also gets some credit being down here. But, like, you know, just listening to Rick Ross, too, it, it was just, like, a whole vibe. So when I came down to Miami, like, I put them all together because I listened to a lot of East Coast artists. Like, also, like, Joey Badass to give you and then Kendrick Lamar, too. So I put all of those influences and just really tried to, like, make a sound that was unique to me and like had so many different flows into one, you know? So the fact that I started freestyling, it helped me connect to hip hop even more. Well, man, that was, that is one journey. I tell you what, because yeah, I think the, the journey for hip hop is, is one of those ones, especially if you don't grow up with it. Like I know my parents didn't introduce me to hip hop. Like I just stumbled across hip-hop that was not something that i would ever have playing in my house so i feel okay. like <laughs> yeah no that's lit though that's lit though you see that you know that that's lit but but i was because the, the question i asked before why do you think your your friend hasn't released his songs what is it because you say they're good like all right. so like all right so i have i have at least five to like ten other friends that are also in the same boat like they make fire music actually my like 40 who just got on take out the trash he was in the same boat like he was making ridiculous music and and he did put it out he put it out he just didn't do single after single he just put out an ep but that was like so long ago that you know it's kind of like i know that his songs are fire but he never promoted it i think what it is is that like you don't realize how much work it actually takes to put out music. Because like we just said that the easy part is this, talking right now. The easy part is like going in the booth and recording. The hard part is like writing the lyrics sometimes. The hard part is like feeling the vibe. Like, you know, maybe you gotta go get a dictionary. Like, you know, the hard part are, are like the little details that go through it, you know? So like for them, it's very, very easy for them to write songs and to just have like a presence with their freestyle ability. But 
when you're an independent artist, you need to realize that, okay, you want to put out your song on all platforms. You need to do some research and find out who you're going to use as a distributor. Now you need to come up with some money because you need to pay your distribution company in order to put out your track. So whether it be DistroKid, whether it be SoundCloud, whether it be uh, TuneCore, like you need to come up with money to put that single out. It's like, okay, now, now you want to put a single out? You need cover art. Like, unless you're just going to go to SoundCloud and just go load it up on SoundCloud, if you want to look professional, you need to get cover art. If you could do cover art yourself, all right, you're going to save some money. If you don't, you need to spend, I don't know, maybe 150 200 depending who you got. All right, after that, do you want to be for real or are you just putting out the song? Like, do you want to open up a business? You need to come up with some more money. You need to put yourself under an LLC, you know? You need to start an Instagram. You need to start a Twitter, a Facebook, all these social medias, and you need to upload content to social media. You need to spend a lot of time developing content, a lot of time uploading it, a lot of time reaching out and trying to make connections and it just becomes a job. So some people need to have a team, you know, and it's not that easy to have a team. It's not that like, I'm very blessed and grateful that I have a team because so many people have dope music that is like, absolutely. Like if you heard it right now, like I'll even send you some songs after this podcast. And you'll be like, bro, how the fuck is this shit not all over every single radio station? How, like, because people would go crazy. Like, you know, it's just, it's mind blowing. And like, I can't give you an exact answer because I don't know. This is just all my opinion and what I think. But it's a lot of work if you want to really continue to put out music, you know? And some people just make music because they want to listen to it themselves. And they don't want to listen to the radio. They want to go into a car or their friend's car and they want to put on their music and bump it. And they know it's fire, but they don't need to do it publicly. You know, it, it all depends. It's a lot of work and there's so many different factors, you know, but that's just my opinion on it. I feel like if all my boys who don't put out their music would, would put out their music, they would have a lot of success. They're probably better than like, half the people that are putting out music right now, just being honest. Well, yeah, I think the challenge is when you're good at something and you have weaknesses, i.e. being running the business side of it, you need to surround yourself with your team. And that's what, what you said. You need to have the people around you to support you when you are struggling to do that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just interesting because I think you and I are similar in the sense that as soon as we found something that we thought was good or good enough, we were like, all right, how do I make this work? How do I actually put this out there? How do I turn my passion into something more? And how do I, you know, generate success off it um, and, and actually use it rather than doing the, the nine to five, which to be honest, in my perspective, I don't see myself doing the, the, quote, the, the generic nine to five for, for 50 years. Yeah, facts, bro, facts. I mean, at some point in time, like, it all depends when you need to realize that you got to just work for yourself and make money. 
doing, I don't know, whether being, you know, an entrepreneur, like a contractor, like, you know, there's so many, there's so many different things you could do. But uh, I feel like it's common at some point in time, you got to work a nine to five and there's nothing wrong with it if you want to. Like, if you, if you are a person that benefits from a nine to five that likes a structured lifestyle, then that's more power to you, you know? Me personally, and like, just like you said, like, I feel like you got to get out of the nine to five. I, I don't want to be working for 50 years, bro. I don't want to be working for, for like, <laughs> for like 10, 15, 20 years, you know, not even just like, I'm trying to really get solo on my own. But at the same time, you know, it all depends on how you balance your life. If you're good with a nine to five, then there's no reason that you could go to your day job and then come home and pursue your future career or your future business or whatever you're building and developing because there's no there's no stopping you if you have that motivation you could go work eight hours at your company and then come home work eight hours on your dream you know you gotta at the end of the day work on your dream so it all depends what you're going for you know i'm all about what makes you happy you know but I'm I'm for sure 100% trying to be an entrepreneur and just work for myself. Well, man, to be honest, I actually do do that. I've got my nine to five. I've got my quote unquote professional career. And then I've uh-huh. got obviously the podcast. So, you know, at the end, you, you make it work. You just got to, you got to get money through the door. So if you got to do that yeah. nine to five, like I got to spend money for this. You got to spend money for your career for your for your music so those are all yeah, things you've true. got to do so if you need that you need to keep hustling and every artist starts by working they do a job they don't particularly be wanting to do so that you said so that you can do your passion like at some point you got to fund that you can't do it for free unfortunately like all these things yeah. i mean you could but it doesn't turn out very good like you can't get studio time, you can't get, as you said, cover art, you can't get distribution and all those things that require funding. So you need to actually have enough in the back pocket to push that out. hundred percent, bro. People don't realize how much money it takes. You know, I mean, if you're smart about it, it won't be as expensive because there are ways to work it and you just got to have the right people in your circle and just, you know, talk to some OGs who've been through it before that could give you some valuable knowledge and experience. But 100%, like, everything costs money. And that could turn, you know, it could turn it off. But, like, you know, it's all about just being humble, grateful, and also a little bit methodical. Because you got to make the best out of your situation. You know, when I put out my debut album, NYC to MIA, that was straight up me and Tariq, and God bless that man. He was able to help me out, and having that connection, like I gave, I gave him money because I needed to show respect and appreciation for what he did. But at the end of the day, like the man was such a real OG, he is such a real OG that he would have done that project for free, like. That's the type of man he is, you know? And when you have situations like that, you got to make the most out of it because 
that is such a rare occasion. I feel like 97% of the time, you are paying for studio time. You're paying for production. You're paying for videography. You know, so when you have somebody that, like, you have a good relationship with, that's one of, like, the cheat codes that could help you get somewhere without necessarily having to spend so much money. But that that doesn't come easy. And a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to have that situation, you know? Definitely. I can't agree with you more. But speaking of relationships, uh, look at me transitioning really well into my next question. How, how did your... <laughs> how did your your family and how did your your relatives and the people around you see or perceive your your jump into having a music career okay so like i feel like at first like right now current current like they all support me hello like it, it, it's so lit that i've gotten to this point because like all of them listen to my music and all of them like call me up sometimes and we don't always talk about me because I don't want it to be like that, but like they're all supportive at this moment. And it wasn't an easy way, like an easy route, but like it happened because I took myself seriously. Okay, now I gave you the, the end first. So now in the beginning, like it was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> It was, it was, it was absolutely like, they were like, they were like, what? They were, it, like, that was, it was like, what? It was like, what do you mean you're a rapper? Like, what, what does that even mean? You know, because like, they're not stupid. Like, you know, my dad is born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Like, I, uh, <laughs> and, and he's been through like, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, like, so it's a whole different era. Like so many different things happen. So, you know, he's been around the block. So, you know, he has, he has preconceived, uh, you know, thoughts in his head, but it's all positive and he's giving me support and he's showing mad love, you know, even though in the back of his mind, he's like, what the hell's going on? My mom, you know, and my brother, my brother is showing me support. Every, everything is good, but, they're, they're also questioning, like, the fact, like, where the hell did this just come from? Because I really did pop up out of nowhere. Like, I really made a bunch of music and told nobody I was making music. And then I just popped up, like, yo, I dropped a single. So, like, it was definitely weird. They were like, okay, so, like, you dropped music. And, like, I see that if I Google you, I can read an article about you. Like, is this what you want to do? Do you want to pursue this in life? Like, you know, all the normal questions like happen because they all show love at the end of the day, but they're just like, they're just like in shock. They can't believe the fact that, you know, their son decided to, you know, put out music because I feel like it was just, even though they knew I went to high school for music, it was just a shock because I didn't really talk about it. And I really didn't showcase to them that I was making my own music, you know, but uh, it was just like, it was just chaotic. They were like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but, but it was all out of love, you know, and I realized that like, you have to just turn every negative into a positive because like, 
I feel like that could have easily been like a stepping stone. I'm sorry. That could have easily been my downfall. And that could have easily like made me not want to pursue music. But instead, it was a stepping stone for me to like build confidence and just trust in myself and know that no matter what the hell I put out on these tracks, no matter what I release into the world, like this is my shit and like I'm doing it and I don't care at the end of the day because like I know everything that's in this is what I've been through and like I want to show this to the world type shit and I know it's going to be good. I know people are not going to understand it that are close to me because they never seen this side of me before, but I know that they're going to understand everything if they listen and if they just stay true to all the music I'm making, they're going to realize that this was what I should have been doing all along, you know? And, and I just had like, bro, I, I just had, I just had like the total opposite of what people were like telling me and expecting me to do. You know, people were like, bro, like, don't go against your family. Like, yo, bro, like I was, I, I was like, bro, why would you even say that to me? Like, you don't even understand what's happening. No one's going against nobody. Stay out of my business. I'm just making music, you know? And, like, you go through all these interesting experiences. But at the end of the day, bro, you just trust yourself. And you just make the music. And you just put it out. And you just market the shit out of yourself more than anything that you've ever done. And then you sit back and you be patient. And the results will come in. If you really, if you really did a good job, if you didn't, they won't come in. But if you really put your mind to it, everything will come through. And I just continue to do music. And like I said in the beginning, like they all show me love. When I made Hands of Time, Hands of Time was that track that changed my whole life, bro. That song changed my whole life, bro. That song got my whole family on board. Like, they were all bumping Wish Me Well, but Hands of Time was a special song. That got, like, all the people that I grew up with messing with my music. That got, like, all the people that, you know, just have seen me perform and watched me grow. Like, that got them, like, just the happiness they were looking for when they saw my music because people were really, really feeling that song. And, like, ever since I made that song, I've just been on a different wave, for real. Well, man, I think the, the important part is your family doesn't necessarily have to understand, but the support is always really important to have people who will support you, even if they don't get it. And at some point, they will listen and they will hear and they will actually go, all right, now I actually understand why you're doing this. And that it sounds like that was that journey for them that, they this is a choice they didn't expect and they will support you in it but they will go are you sure are you sure this is the risk you want to take are you sure that you want to go down this path and they're just looking out for you and at some point exactly exactly it was all out of love like they they even ended up coming to some of my shows like i performed that dad day seven like i'll get into that story because that's something great i want to share with you (laughs) but like they came they came to all of my shows and well, not all of them, they only in Miami, but they they were there since day one. Like they had they had no idea. Like my dad could have been at the show and, and in the back of his head, he could have been like, yo, this man is out of his mind. 
but like he was still gonna be there and clap and, and, and get hyped, you know, no matter what. And and to get back to what I was saying about dad day, like my parents came through to that one. It was crazy because it was a wild environment and like I really saw that like, you know, people were like fucking with me. Like it it was it was nice. It was nice. I needed that because it was like one of my first like big shows. And I came through to the venue like maybe 10 o'clock at night and I had a whole crew at, at least like 20 something people. And, and my boy Kosha Dills was with me. It was the first time that we ever met each other. Like he, if you don't know who he is, like just search Kosha Dills on Instagram. He's in Brooklyn, New York. He's killing it right now. He's like the Moses in the streets. Like he, he's the Moses of the streets. Like he, he's a freestyle extraordinaire and he's nice with it. And it was the first time I ever met him. I had like a crowd of people come into my show. I hit him up the day of on Instagram. My boy Donnie hit him up the day of on Instagram and was like, yo, Kosha, bro, and, and sent him this whole message and basically said that I feel like you need to meet my boy King Solomon. And he said yes. So we went, we picked him up, we brought him to the show. I performed at the show. It was this crazy ass festival. Like wild, like they had everything, edibles there, all different types of vendors. Like it was like weed station. It was like basically like Dad Day Productions. Like they do this all the time. And like they they were just like sick party, sick environment. It, it was just a wild event. And, you know, I got there and they were like, bro, you were supposed to perform at eight o'clock. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, yo, I, I confirmed with you like two times. Like, I need to go on at 1030. And they were like, all right, all right, let's see what we could do. So they were like, you know what, bro? We're going to throw you on stage. So they threw me on stage. And then I performed. Everyone was there. I had like a big fan base. And, you know, well, not fan base. I'm lying. I shouldn't use that terminology. I had a crew of people that were really close to me that are just true OGs and they showed hella support that night and it was a wild show and then we went to go get mad food afterwards we were all vibing we went to kosher dill's show because he performed and i brought my whole crew there and we were driving a crazy double wide ram 335 my boy igor my boy joe in the car bocce i think too and we were just chilling the whole time. It was ridiculous. And we, we almost got into like four or five accidents because it was Art Basil. We're driving a double wide in, in Wynwood. And if you've ever been here, like, you know, the streets are crazy over there. Like, it's, it, it's unbelievable. And that was one of my first big performances. It just felt great. And, uh, you know, fam was there in full support. Real OG. I love that, man. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it is. That's that's when you know you got people close to you, and they're, they're special. That when they just keep supporting and they just keep showing up, especially when they're they're not a hundred percent sure. But but something that you touch on, and I, something I want to ask you about was King Solomon is such a unique name, and obviously it has biblical references as well. So I want to ask you, at what point did you come up with that name for yourself as an artist? So my middle name is Solomon, and I was talking with my boy Steve 
he was like, yo, bro, I was freestyling for him. Like we were in, um, I went to school for electrical engineering. So we were in college at the time and we were just freestyling in the car. Well, I was just freestyling. He was just putting on beats and listening and just getting hype. And he was like, bro, like, what do you think your rapper name is going to be? And I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I was thinking King Solomon because like, you know, my middle name is Solomon, but I was really unsure about it. And then he was like, bro, like I'm really feeling that name. And like, he started getting hype. He started getting like, you know, really into it. And he was like, yo, I think that could work. And I was like, you know, like, all right, I'll give it a try. And then I just started like, you know, incorporating King Solomon into my freestyles. And, like, I really wasn't feeling it at first, to be honest. But then, like, it just caught on more and more because I was like, bro, this is a unique name. Like, I didn't even think about it in the biblical sense until I went to, like, a radio interview and, like, they brought that up. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that does make sense because, like, you know, King Solomon is, like, very, very spoken about in, you know, any testament and Anyway, like, my middle name is Solomon. I'm just thinking the whole time, like, this is me, bro. Like, I've been spinning wisdom. Like, my boy Steve could vouch for me. Like, I would always give him, like, great advice and great experience and great lessons that I learned just from, like, life and, like, just going through, like, some wild-ass situations and just being put in a place to, like, fail. But, like, you need to succeed no matter what. And, like, back up against the wall, you got nothing else to do other than to just, like, walk forward and just be courageous and just, like, you know, like, there's been a lot of instances where, like, I just really had to, you know, be so straightforward with myself and be like, bro, if you don't act a certain way and you don't do a certain thing tonight, like, you're going to have a missed opportunity on your on your belt. And that's not what that's not what you're about. You know, you're a man of action. Like, you got to go out and just make moves. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a lot There's a lot that goes into it, you know. But it's definitely nice uh, to, to have support from everybody when you're making decisions that really impact your career. What other names did you have in the, in the pipelines? Like, obviously, King Solomon was one of them, but did you have others that you were like, potentially this is the one or or this is the one and you had like two or three no nah, that was really it man like to be to be honest like so many people told me to get a name change but like i just never did it i never even thought about another name like i just went with king solomon and the more i performed the more that i started getting comfortable with it i was like bro if i'm like spinning bars right now and i'm listening to my own music and i'm like all right I'm dropping a lot of knowledge. Like I even have like one of my bars is like, you know, listen uh, to my dictation while I spit you in education, you know, because I'm really giving people knowledge in my bars. And if you could, if you could relate that in any way to like, you know, King Solomon in the biblical sense, being like the wisest man of all time, like I'll definitely take that as a compliment and like nothing but respect to, to him because he came before me. I'm just a rapper, but at the end of the day, there is knowledge and wisdom in my bars. So uh, I, I could I could understand why I stuck with it so much and I never really thought about another name. It's just so cool to me because like now you can thank your parents because you're like, if they didn't give you the middle name, 
Solomon, you probably wouldn't come up with that rapper name. It was almost like it was meant to yeah. be in that journey. And that's like a yeah. cool kind of thought because they could have chosen a number of names. It's true. It's true. And like, I never even thought about that before, but like, that's exactly why, like, you got to be thankful, man. Like they, they made my life a lot easier. You know, I didn't have to go through like a laundry list of names. I was just like, yo, King Solomon, we in the building, baby. That's it. What did your parents think of the name? Yeah, they like, they like it a lot. I, I think, um, I think my grandma actually likes it more than anyone because her her brother's name uh, was Sal, you know, so that's short for Solomon. So when she found out that I was using Solomon as my, you know, artist name, as my moniker, my stage name, she was she was more excited than anyone because she felt that I was keeping like his name alive, you know, so that that also added like a cool factor into it because now the more that I own the name and the more that I put it out there, it's like the more that I discover about my, myself and like my, my family history. It's like, I never thought that would happen. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I mean, I remember when I told my babushka, uh, my grandma, I'm Russian. So I was calling my babushka. So, uh, (laughs) Whenever I, I, yeah. <laughs> I could Watching. go through the Russian curse words right now. That's about it. Uh, yeah. Sukas. Sukas is a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I remember telling my, my, my babushka what, like, st- doing this podcast. And I just remember the look in her eyes. She was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she, she, was, she was literally like, okay, and you can make money from this? <laughs> and that is the first, that's the only question she like, asked. If you make money, then it's good. It's yeah, good. that's literally the attitude. Uh, but but yeah, that's uh, like a true Russian grandmother answer. Like, you make money, it's okay. Yeah, well, that's literally <laughs> what it was. She's like, okay, and uh, and the how you make money from this one, and and uh, <laughs> it's just like the the support yeah, is always there. Good. Yeah, it, you know what? Every, everyone has it different. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> It's not easy, but um, like I said, the more that I release music, the more that I put it out. Like when I drop the album, when I drop "Sipping on the Trees" and like "Wish for This" and and now take out the trash. Like it, it just it, it all adds towards credibility. So like the more that you do your podcast episode, and and the more guests that you have on, and like the more content you generate, like the more credibility you'll get for yourself too. And that's, that's the way it works for everything. You know, if you just put out one song and then five years later, you're, you're telling people that you're an artist. It's like, bro, like you put out one song, like, 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 all right, yes, you, you probably are an artist, but you need to have a better catalog of work in five years. You can't say you're an artist and just have one song. I mean, unless you want to be a one hit wonder, but I would just, but if that was me and I was in their shoe, I would just say, yeah, I made one song and it did great. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say I'm an artist, you know, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I think, I think you're definitely right. And it touches back to what you were talking about before. Consistency is key. Consistency beats talent at the end of the day. If you just release one track and you think that's going to make your whole career, maybe it will, but it's unlikely. It's extremely rare. Like how many one hit wonders do we know? There's there's not that many. You actually have to put in the time and the work. And in terms of artists, you see the same thing. 
like these days, especially because there are so many, like you can't just drop your one six track mixtape and expect to be the, the king of the hill. You actually legitimately got to go step by step, see the progression, keep working at your craft. And the same thing with the, with the podcast is like, I saw a stat the other day, the average podcast only last eight episodes. That's it. After eight episodes, they're done because again, they think that what they have to say is perfect. And then they don't release, make enough content. They realize the grind is way harder. You know, success doesn't come after eight, eight podcasts. Like, who are you? Why would anyone want to listen to you? I always, I feel that way. I'm like, why do people still want to talk to me? They still have that. <laughs> but, but like, um, yeah, it's consistency and it's the same in, in hip hop. It's the same in music. It's the same if you're an actor. It's the same in any career. It's about that continuous grind. You just can't give up. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. That's how I felt when I was putting together like my first album. You know, I feel like that right now because like, I'm putting together a lot of a lot of music. Like I'm trying to put out something big coming up soon. Uh, I still don't know if it's gonna be an EP or an album, but like, you know, when you're just in that mode where it's like you're ready to make music like nonstop, it's like you're finally really understanding what it takes to, you know, be consistent and make serious money because you're not going to, you know, I don't know if you ever seen like that that post or like that story about Russ who like dropped a new song. I believe it was like one new song every single week. And like his money just kept doubling because he just kept dropping music. Like that, that's really how it has to be for like independent artists. Like you need to give people, especially in this day and age where like information is just so out there and things move so quick. Like you need to give people music all the time. It's also different strategies, you know, because Fetty Wap, he pushed Trap Queen for a year before it like went viral and took off. So like everyone has different marketing strategies, but the one thing that they all have in common, you know, and that I went through too, is that you go through a moment where you just have to constantly put in work and just, you know, start getting to the point where you can release music at least like, you know, one song every two months, at least a music video too, just to get people interested because, you got to be consistent. Putting out music is tough sometimes, you know, like when I went through NYC to MIA, I was recording all those tracks. It was uh, April and May of 2019. And then by the time that the, the album actually got released, it was like September, you know, so like we recorded all the music almost like six, seven months before we recorded two music videos in that same time frame, And it just, it's not easy when you're first starting out, you know, because like Tariq had had a lot of work going on. He was in school and working the job and he was mixing and mastering my whole album. Like it's not that easy when you got a lot of things going on in your schedule. He was really putting in work. Like my man, he was dead ass flexing for me. Like he, he was putting in, I give him major props because he, he really stepped up to the plate and, and helped me out. And I'm like, you know, th that's it, bro. Like that man till this day, we got something nice coming out too. That's all I'm going to say is that like me and him, we just met up recently 
and we worked on something totally, totally different, new style, new, new flow, new, new, uh, what's it called? Song, song style, melodies, like different rhythms, all of that. Like it's something so experimental and unique that I know a lot of people will connect with. So I'm still working with Tariq and we're going to drop that soon. But, you know, he, he really put in a lot of work back in the day. He still puts in work now. But back, back when we first started, it wasn't that easy. Like, he was working with, like, a MacBook that was dying, like, every second. Like, you know, like, we, we both barely had money for, for equipment. We were spending our last dimes on flights to meet up and make music together. Like, I had, like... Like, I was so exhausted that my boy Paulie, like, he's not even a rapper. I was just like, bro, we need to make this happen. Like, yo, just spit a verse and do a hook for for one song, man. And and he he came through. He came through. And it, it was it was something like out of a movie, bro, staying up mad late. I, I once flew back and forth to New York like three times in one month because I had to be in Miami for shit. I had to go back to record. And we were just trying to make this happen. Like that, that's also what contributes to consistency. Like all the stuff that happens behind the scenes and like everything that people don't see. Like if I had like, like nowadays I would have somebody shooting them behind the scenes. But back then, like that wasn't even on my mind. I was just like, bro, let's make music and do this shit. Like make a project that we've never done before. And it, it was good times. Yeah, man. And, Look at us getting a, on the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, getting a, a sneak peek of what's coming. We always get the exclusives, whether it's hey, planned or not. Hey, another single fun. coming out. Uh, so I, I love that. Um, and, and yeah, I think that's a really important part is that it's just about consistency. It's just about the grind. It's just about you will make it work if you really want it. And the people who don't, well, that's it. That's like, that's what happens. But I think this transitions really well. We, we gave, we've got a scoop. I've only got one question that is actually planned on this podcast. And, yeah. and yeah. you're about to ask. I'm it. about to ask it. I'm, this is my setup. Get, get it has reached setup. that time. <laughs> it's, it's the setup. It's the setup for, for, for the question. It's the hardest question I ever ask on the podcast. Okay. And Damn. If, if, yeah, I Let's know. Drink some water real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to take a sip of water as well because <laughs> this is good podcasting. You're listening to two people drink a sip of water. This is what we do next level. But the question is if you had to recommend one album, it doesn't have to be hip hop, one album that every single person should listen to at least once and take an appreciation of, what would it be? <sighs> All right. Uh, wow, bro. All right, I think I'm just going to go with the song, with the album that helped me move from Brooklyn to Miami, which was uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole. There we go. Um, I think it's the first J. Cole uh, album that anyone said on the podcast. So you're a pioneer for saying uh j cole like i like the only other thing that i would say is jay-z the blueprint like i gotta include those two those two are just bomb albums like you know it's so easy to say um you know biggie 
or like Big L or Tupac or 50, but like I feel like this generation should listen to 2014 Forest Hills Drive. I feel like anyone who's in a transition stage in their life should listen to that to that album because it's all about his journey from uh, North Carolina to New York City and like all of his coming of age years and like how he was like mentally going through his time in New York and how he was like remembering where he came from. And it was like, in contrast to like me leaving New York, going to Miami, like, you know, every song I just connected with in a different way, you know? And I feel like it was just, it was a great body of work. Like it got a lot of awards and a lot of praise because he did it all by himself. And I just feel like uh, no role models connected with me a lot. You know, um, January 28th, I think I think the intro, the intro to that album was unbelievable. That like I remember that like where he's like, do you want to do you want to be? happy and then like he just he just goes through it like he just he just summer he summarizes life in like eight bars and and it's just like it's just a beautiful body of work so i feel like the new generation coming up after me and like anybody my age or just you know the ogs like that's a great album to listen to well, man, I think it's a, it's a good choice. I'm not going to lie. I've been actually, uh, despite the the love for J. Cole, historically I've not been a huge fan of J. Cole purely because his voice has been a little bit too monotone. That's like just something that I've struggled with. But I will say uh-huh. and give him some love, his most recent project, in my opinion, is my favorite project that he's done. He actually goes really, really hard. He's always had really good content, but it was literally wow. the delivery that I've always struggled with. But I reckon his project that he just released was dope. Like I went wow, through I'm it. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Yo, to be honest, I'm, I've been so busy. Like I really haven't even listened to that album. I really haven't, but I will listen to it now. He actually steps up. He he actually goes hard. That has been my biggest critique of J. Cole. And it's like, I'm critiquing one of the greatest artists. And I know I cannot do better than what he is doing because his lyrical miracle shit is actually really good. And his, <laughs> what he spits is really good. It's just like sometimes the delivery, I was like, oh, I just want to hear more passion from you. And he did that on that album. The beats are fire. His flow is fire. And yeah, man, I, like I, I started, he, he, he won me over because I was... Yeah, I was pretty vocal amongst my friends. I did a post on Instagram just just saying like, hey, his voice just didn't hit me. But, you know, I'm glad he, he managed to swing me around. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. It, you know, it shows a lot about you too because if you don't really listen to him that much but you're able to show respect, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier when I said if you get somebody who is usually a big critic to say something nice or have no critique at all, that's a real compliment. So, you know, yeah, man. at least, at least you know, you give it to him. Yeah, bro, we'll see. Maybe I can get him for a feature one day. You never know. You never hey, know. Hey, you just got to have the dream. That's the heart. You just got to start with a goal. As long as you start with a goal, you can get there. It's just a matter of walking the path. 
the goal is the hard part, having the drive and having the motivation. That's all the hard part. But once you've set a goal, now you just you know how you got to get there. You just got to keep walking it. You will have failures, you will have struggles, but you just got to keep walking. There will be mistakes, you'll fuck up, all those things. But as long as you keep walking down the path and you never stop, you don't turn back, then you'll get there. Then he will be a feature. Then you will be successful and you'll get whatever you want. Yeah, facts, bro. No, everything you spin is true, bro. I'm, I'm trying to do that right now, too. That's why I'm going into the studio. You know, shout out to them boys, the lucrative youth out here in Miami and my homie Renzo that I record with and Toe and all them boys, Fordo, Ernie, that really show love out here. You know, I've been going to the studio nonstop to make some music, hopefully get this thing on the road and drop this album soon. So, like, like you said, man, just need that hard work and consistency, that drive to make it happen. And and the right people around you, that's going to help you make it happen. Well, man, I, I just want to say, I think you've definitely got the the keys to success i think you've got the right attitude you've got you've got the right the right mindset and and you've got the another one, another one. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and 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 to be honest the, the the thing is it's always about the the continual journey and and you will get there i have no doubt that you will you will make it work and and you will get to that point and we can look back in like 10 15 years and go look at where i started I did a, a random podcast with this dude in Australia and now he's huge <laughs> and I'm huge and it's all it's all working out. But if as I said at the beginning of the podcast, definitely check no, no, it's not sure. the king not of sure. the king of Solomon, uh the king of Solomon, the King Solomon, check out his tracks, go to Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, check out his music videos, and you know that he's gonna be keep re- he's gonna keep releasing tracks and he's got, you know, we heard a single going to come out and then an, an album or an EP is going to come out. So, you know, there's stuff coming, but I just wanted to show some love and say, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. No, of course. Of course. Thank you again for having me. Yo, it's been a chill vibe. I was really feeling it. And, uh, yo, just remember, take out the trash, man. It's everywhere. You know, get on my Instagram too. I'm going to be doing giveaways soon. King Solomon cat. K-I-N-G-S-O-L-O-M-A-N underscore. And we're going to take it over. Thank you again, Hip Hop Hustle, for letting me come through and take out the trash. Well, man, it's my pleasure. And uh, we should definitely do it again. And hopefully with COVID ending, hopefully it ends at some point. Uh, You know, we're back in lockdown here in Victoria. But um, hopefully you can come out to Australia and we can do this face to face. Yeah, bro. We're going to be popping bottles out there in no time. Hell that yeah. Don Julio in 1942, man. I'm coming to Australia. Where are you at, that. Sydney? Melbourne. Melbourne. I'll tell you what. This, don't tell anyone from Sydney that I'm telling you this. Sydney's for tourists. Melbourne's the place to live. That's All the, right. that's the secret. Right. That's the Yo, secret we're to success. Yo, we got kangaroos while we're out there, man. <laughs> oh, don't you know? I've actually got a pet kangaroo. I ride it to work every day. Nah, you got to send that to me. <laughs> Yo, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk like, shit over like here. Like a camel out in Dubai, man. Like, nah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I definitely got to come out to Australia. And likewise, man, if you're in Miami, let me know. It's yeah, well, I have, I've never been to the States. I've only been to Hawaii, so that doesn't really count. I haven't been to the like mainland US, so that's definitely that on my it. to-do list. Man, you'll have serious jet lag probably. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be okay. I've traveled to like Europe and stuff like that. I've done those 14, 16 hour flights. So I think it's, I'm usually okay because I don't sleep that much anyway. So 
<laughs> you just you just get there and you just keep hustling. You just never stop. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Well, make sure you show your people take out the trash. And uh, yo, thank you again for the love with this, man. I'm sure we'll be speaking soon. Sounds good, man. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.